Happy Friday, everybody. Thank you so much for downloading or streaming the Be Our Guest podcast and happy Father's Day to all the Disney dads out there this weekend. Hope you have a great and relaxing weekend. Scotty G joins me today and we talk about connections to things you see at Walt Disney World to take you right back to your childhood. When you're walking around property, whether you're at your Walt Disney World resort, your hotel for the evening or for the afternoon, or you're walking through a Walt Disney World theme park and you come across a restaurant or an icon at your hotel, is there something that takes you right back to a point, you know, time in your childhood? You're like, oh, that takes me back to when I was a kid and I had this item. For example, for me, it's the big wheel over at Disney's Pop Century Resort. I had that exact big wheel. And that just takes me back to St. Daniel Lane, where I grew up and all the good times I had with Ryan across the street. We had so many battles with those big wheels, but we talk about that today. There are so many things at Walt Disney World that look so authentic that take us right back to points and times of our childhood. So hear what we have from our childhood, and maybe it'll bring some memories up for you too for your next Walt Disney World vacation. As always, don't forget our shows are brought to you by The Magic for Less Travel, so check them out for your next Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, or Adventures by Disney Vacation over at themagicforless.com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link when you shop online. That one extra click supports everything we do throughout the year. It's BeOurGuestPodcast.com slash Amazon. And a sincere thank you to the patrons of the Be Our Guest Podcast. You make all these shows possible, and our patrons get a bonus show every week called Mike in the Midwest. If you'd like to support us, we'd sure love to have you coming over. Patreon.com slash Be Our Guest Podcast. Ready to take a trip to the world? You found the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. This is where your memories come front and center on our podcast stage. Welcome to episode 2305 of the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Rallman from BeOurGuestPodcast.com and one of the senior agents over at The Magic for Less Travel. Happy Friday to you. Hope you're ready for a great weekend. Man, I am in that time where we're counting down to the Be Our Guest Podcast cruise. We are just a shade over two weeks out to going through those big Mickey ears at Port Canaveral. That's the best. And oh man, it's time is moving slowly at this point. Cause we have a couple of days at Coronado Springs before we head over to Port Canaveral pre-trip. No, no theme parks. We don't, my girls don't have tickets and, oh, just cannot wait. I'm obsessed with getting ready to go on vacation, but we're going to get you there by talking some Disney and connecting some old memories to Disney vacations today. So come on, hang out with us for the next 30, 35 minutes as we share some Disney memories with you. So joining me for this trip, it's your friend of mine up in Michigan, Scotty G. Scott, what's up? We are almost ready to head down to the Disney Wish. You ready yet? Have you started packing? I, I haven't started packing yet, but as I talked about on the live show, if you listened to that on yesterday's feed, I'm starting to plan wardrobe options. Like maybe I need to buy some new stuff, you know, um, get, got the podcast crew shirts ready to go. So I know those are going to get packed. So I have an idea of what's going to go in that suitcase just not ready to commit yet mike but um if you listen to wednesday's show though you all know that i am a, an official podcaster so hopefully i can do better for you today i'm excited to record this friday episode with you and uh let's get to it mike let's do it so yeah i'm i'm just i'm, I'm one of those things like i just i, I gotta focus because it I, I think everybody gets this at work where the closer you get to your disney vacation 
the harder it is to do your job. And the thing is with my job, right, it's kind of a really bad hazard because I am 100% into Disney. Like my job is helping people go on Walt Disney World vacations or go to Disneyland or go on Disney cruises. So I'm like immersed in this 24-7 and as exciting as that is, and it is a great gig, don't get me wrong, I am so blessed to do what I do. But my gosh, like I just want to be the one who gets to go at this point. I'm so close. And here's the thing. Okay, so like it's always I, I my grandpa always had this saying, and I don't know if you've had this saying maybe from somebody older in your family. <laughs> grandpa always told me, he always said, Grandpa Rollman, do as I say, don't do as I do. Right? That was always his saying, because like he'd, you know, he'd like like hit his finger with a hammer and curse, but he wouldn't want me to curse like when I was six. And so he'd always be like, you know, do as I say, don't do as I do. Dang it. You know? And so I, I love my grandpa. He was awesome. He's very practical. He's a deacon in the church, but he would, you know, do that. But the thing is, so, you know, here I am. I always tell my guests, you know, how to get ready for the cruises, you know, make sure you do this so that you can get, get on the ship and everything goes you're smooth sailing, you know, and all that stuff. Guess whose online check-in got rejected two days ago? Me. What? Yes. And you know why? Check this out. So you went through the online check-in process, right? And you, you had to like do all the stuff where you got to submit like a selfie and all that stuff, right? So funny story, because we're going to get to today's topic, but people that have gone on cruises and have never done a Disney cruise will appreciate this. You have to submit uh, during your online check-in process, you got to submit like a selfie of, your, of yourself, your documents, like a picture of your birth certificate or your passport and all this stuff. You got to take pictures of this, submit it, and then they, they review it through the process. Well, so I was doing it at like 1130 at night. Well, this night the systems were down. Like you couldn't do it on a computer, but the app was working somewhat. It was not working great. It was working kind of. So I started at 11 o'clock central because that was midnight Eastern. It didn't really, it was really wonky. It really didn't even start accepting stuff until probably about 1230 central. So I had to drag my wife out of bed to take a selfie at like 1230 in the morning. Okay. So she was really not excited about this. I'm like, Pam, seriously, we're like two steps away. I just need a selfie. She's like, she'd been asleep for like two hours. I, I'm not taking a selfie. I'm like, please, I just need a selfie. Like nobody's going to see it. I just need a selfie. So she took a selfie and then like, didn't talk to me for like two days. But it, we're all good now. We had our anniversary last weekend. But, it, you know, it was one of those things. And then so like. I, I found one of, you know, Mallory. It was fine. I just looked at my photo roll. I found one of her because we had, she'd taken one as so, a restaurant. Let me interrupt. Like, you couldn't find a photo of Pam? No. <laughs> like, well, I, I should have, but I, I don't know. I was thinking, like, I thought you had to, like, have that's a what I did. One. I just found a recent photo. I should have and just cropped it. I, that's yeah. what I should That's what I did. But I think with Mallory, I'm thinking she takes yeah. a million pictures. But Pam, I was thinking, like, doesn't take selfies, right? Mallory is like, and me, like, I take selfies. Like, we all take selfies, but Pam doesn't take selfies. She's like, you know, an adult. But anyway, like we're not, you know, so anyway, Mallory got rejected because on her head, she had a pair of sunglasses. You cannot have anything on your head, but they were like, I didn't even see them. They were so small, but you can't do that. So we had to do the, I had to yeah. resubmit. Did you get an email then from them saying? Yeah. I said, you know, complete your online check-in. I'm like, what? I already did it. But yeah. So Gosh, make I hope sure mine's you... completed now. Yeah, <laughs> now I got to go in and look. If you didn't get an email, you're probably good. Cause I got yeah. an email and that was cause she had sunglasses on her head. So do as I say, don't do as I do people. That's funny. So, you know, anyway, let's get to today's topic. We're going to Walt Disney world. And I thought about this. I thought this would be kind of fun. 
connecting your childhood, like specific childhood things that you find around Walt Disney World that are represented at Walt Disney World that just take you back. You're like, oh, like when I see this thing or have this experience at Walt Disney World, that reminds me of this specific thing from when I was growing up. And I'll give the example that I gave Scott when I kind of pitched this idea to, to Scott and Ricky. Ricky had to go. She had something come up. So it's just Scott and I today on a Friday. But my prime example is when I stay and this kind of actually came from a live call in show we did a couple of weeks ago when it seemed like everybody like for this one Sunday night was calling in about the Mickey phone. Everybody had the Mickey phone. I didn't have that. But I had the thing that's kind of across the way. I had the big wheel at Pop Century. That, and I had the exact big wheel that they have at Pop Century. Because it's that's what I like about Pop Century is that the icons they have in Pop Century, they're not generic icons. They are brand specific. Like they are real deal, you know, Whammo brand or Twister brand. You know, like uh, they have the branding on them. But that that big wheel. I remember the first time we went to pop century right after it opened, you know, we were there within six months of it opening. When we first became Disney fans, I saw that big wheel and I returned to Pam. Like we, we didn't know what we were doing. We just went down there. We we're teachers on vacation. And we just went to Disney. We didn't know, but I saw that big wheel. I was like, Pam, take my picture by the big wheel. I had that big wheel when I was a kid. And I still have a picture like me standing there. I looked a lot younger back then, but that just like immediately I was like, this is the coolest thing. Cause I had this thing. I cruised the neighborhood and that thing when I was like three and, but then I got a green machine, but that was a whole nother thing. That was like the deluxe thing with the sticks, but it was so much fun. But I mean, still to this day, when I stay at pop century and I still do for a lot of races, I see that big wheel and it just warms my heart. Cause it reminds me of St. Daniel lane where I grew up. Cause all my buddies had big wheels too. And we'd do like demolition derby. We'd crash them into each other, but it takes me right back to being like three and all the fun times we had, we'd skid them out, you know, spin out the back, you know, go down the driveways. But that big wheel is one thing that always ties me to my childhood. That's like an icon that takes me there. So do you have anything like that, Scott? And we just kind of bouncing back and forth with, you know, yeah. things around property that take us back. I will tell you though, I, I do have like a little connection to that big wheel. Cause my brother was like you, man, like, he loved his big wheel. I never had one, but every time I'm at Pop Century, man, I take a selfie with that big wheel. And I send it to my brother. It's awesome. He loves it. But he's kind of like, I just, I guess I'm sad I missed out because like his story for me is like at my grandma's house, like it, it was a steep driveway. I mean, super steep driveway at my grandma's house. He would tell me like he would just go down that thing with his big wheel. And then like he would like freak out cars that were driving by. Cause they thought that like, he was going to like run, run oh, into yeah. the street. Every that was time. always the, like, your parents always told you that. I to control yeah. this thing. I would just quit crank the wheel and yep. get on the sidewalk every time. So that was like his fun game was to scare people driving by apparently with his big wheel. Yeah. Your parents but, uh, would always tell you, you know, be careful that you don't get, you know, hit by a car cause they can't see it. Cause you're down so low. I remember that. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. yeah. But for me, so I know you're not the biggest fan of these, but like, this was like my thing. And it kind of still is my thing. Cause like Emily really likes it too. But like, part of my childhood was going to the arcade and just playing games. And like, I love the, I mean, it's kind of weird, but I kind of like the arcades at Walt Disney world. Like, I mean, it's not something you like seek out, but like when I'm like walking through pop century or if I'm at beaches and cream, like, you know, they got the arcade next door there. Like it just like takes me back to a, a moment in time where like, I just loved going to the arcade playing ski ball or whatever, like playing like the go-kart racing games. Like, I don't know, Mike, do you have a tie to that? Because I've heard you mention before, like, you're not a fan of the arcades at Walt Disney World, but, like, I just love them. 
No, see, here's the thing. Like, I have a love-hate art relationship with the arcades. I loved the arcades when I was a kid. Because, like, the arcades were the jam for my generation. Because I'm, like, 10 years older than you. And so when I grew up, we had them at the mall. We had a place called Aladdin's Castle at our mall, which was awesome. We had another arcade called uh, Abracadabra here locally. And, of course, we had, like, back in the day, it was called Showbiz Pizza, which got turned into Chuck E. Cheese. And, um, you know, we loved going there. You'd have, you know, friends would have birthday parties there. You get, you know, pizza and you get a certain amount of tokens. You go around and, you know, back then it was more about the arcade games, you know, Pac-Man, Galaga, Dig Dug, Asteroids, that kind of stuff, more than like the ball pits than the redemption stuff that it's turned into today. But my thing is, and the girls do. I know where you're going to go with this because I have the same thing as a dad. I know what you're going to say. I mean, like, dude, you've paid like $3,000 for a Walt Disney World vacation, $4,000. Did you have Magic Your Way tickets that are costing you 100 bucks a day? You got world class entertainment. You got all these things to do at Walt Disney World. And we got we got a one up arcade machine in our basement. I got a Pac Man machine that has also Galaga and some other pa weird Pac Man games on it, too. But it's mostly for Pac Man and Galaga. I got for Father's Day a few years back. Like, play them here. You know what I'm saying? Like, time is precious at Walt Disney World. As fun as the arcade is, but it, it is good for a rainy day. You know, like if there's, you know, if you're Pop Century and it's pouring and you don't want to go out, you know, especially like when there's a hurricane or something, good idea. What about when you're packed in for the night? You know, like it's like you, you already got back from the, from the parks, you know, you're going to maybe like grab a tie-dye cheesecake or something and like you're walking out and you see the arcade. Like, you're not going anywhere the rest of the night. Like, Go play a few bucks of of like um some air hockey or something like I don't know I mean, that is just that's like how I used to vacation as a kid like we didn't really go anywhere as a kid you yeah, know same. so like that was like that was like my fun like my, my splurging was going to the arcade with my brother you know so like whenever I see those at Walt Disney World that just takes me back and I like doing that with my family I thought you what you were gonna say and thank God they got rid of this at Walt Disney World a few years ago was like the the prize counter that is the worst oh. part of an arcade. Like I have spent countless hours at a prize counter for my child to just just get some bouncy ball thing that's going to go in the trash like yes. two two hours later. They got rid of that at Walt Disney World because now it's just like you just straight up play the games. You don't get tickets or anything, right? And that makes it more fun for me to be honest. But on top of that, so we, our girls is just about the same age. Like, and Paige was even worse than Mallory at this. So she would get a lot of tickets. Like she was pretty skilled. Like she would play. There was mm -hmm. a game at Pop Century when Paige was little. It was there was a ball that would spin in a circle and there was different colors and you would almost bet on like where the ball would land and like the you know the, the, the so if you picked like red well red was a big chunk it was like 50% of it so you wouldn't get as much if you picked red so you get like two tickets but if you picked like white white was like a little sliver but if it would hit the white I don't know how this was legal this was like little kid gambling because I have pictures well, of it playing. totally is that's why totally Disney got rid of it kid, yeah totally little kid gambling yeah she'd play this and every once in a while like they would hit the white and she would pick the white and you'd get like 150 tickets and it was like my worst nightmare because the thing was she was so frugal with shopping with those tickets oh, yes oh my I'm just like pick something she would like, oh my God, like I need three pieces of Laffy Taffy. I'm like, dude, just buy one big thing with it and be done. You know, like, oh, like we still want to go like to that. Epcot. Let's go. Yeah. Oh, we man. went to Dave and Buster's like a couple weekends ago just to like play at the arcade, you know, let's have some fun. And I didn't think anything of it that Emily would spend like 20 minutes in that prize counter. Like, I'm like, come on, Emily. Like, and we had a ton of tickets, Mike. But, and then I saw like at the corner of my eye, like you could redeem your tickets for like 
for like a dessert. I'm like, why didn't we just do that? Like instead we're coming home with junk. But but anyway, I know I just went out on a tangent a little bit with that, but I do love the arc. I think I think it's a good option to have. Well, no, but we're here to entertain on a Friday and hopefully, you know, yeah. we're just hanging out with our friends here on the podcast feed. But it does all relate to Disney because if you have kids, you've probably gone into the arcades at Walt Disney World, whether it's over by Beaches and Cream, that one next door, that gets you when you're waiting out your ADR yeah. there. That'll get you if you've been to Cornell. Contemporary one gets me one the Green Union Concourse. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's one at Riverside right there next to, uh, you know, kind of by the river. I mean, they're 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 kind of all over the place because Coronado has one too by the dig site. Yeah, I mean, they're they are handy for a pinch, right? But I mean, back in the day when you had to shop, if you had kids, when those were available, you know what I'm talking about, man. It's painful. Like, dude, you don't need those erasers. It's like, what? And we talked about this on a live show not that long ago. It was like, why do they have to get rid of Disney Quest, right? That was like something you wanted yes. to bring back was, was Disney Quest. And oh, I don't totally. Know. Okay, so let me give another one. So, and this kind of relates to what you just said. It's wild. I mean, this is weird that we're on the same kind of wavelength here. Casey's Corner at the Magic Kingdom. When I go in there, it takes me back to my childhood. And it, it, there's there's still a place that that is in existence in St. Louis. But it's not in the same decoration it doesn't look the same so when i go into casey's corner it has the decor you know the kind of that like red and white striped i know it's baseball themed but it has that we have a place in st louis you've been there i took you there when you came to st louis it's called happy joe's pizza parlor and it's kind of this i don't know like what like old timey uh theme like the red and white stripes um it, it's just it's got the same like look to it and one of the things you said, they, it, Happy Joe's Pizza Parlor in St. Louis, it's where we would go for like birthday parties because it was like a, a homegrown little pizza place, kind of like a little you know pizza parlor. But it also had like, it, it wasn't like a Chuck E. Cheese, but it had like four or five video games, maybe a skee-ball machine. It was small, but you could also get tickets, but you could, you could buy some junk. They didn't have a big redemption counter, but you could take your tickets. You get ice cream with it. You got like an ice cream cone, an ice cream sundae which is what we, and it's still around. Um, but the, the old one went out of business. There's one kind of bias now, but when I go in there, that reminds me of my childhood Casey's. Now, of course it's a, it's a hot dog place at Walt Disney world and corn dogs. And it was pizza here in St. Louis, but it still has that feel of when I was seven going into happy Joe's for a birthday party. Cause I just like the aesthetic of the place that, you know, yeah. that kind of turn of the century type decor. I like with especially those like glass. I think it's the those like glass kind of not chandeliers, but the light fixtures. I think that's what it is. I like that. I love it. No, that's awesome. I like that. I I remember going there. Is that the place has like the taco pizza? Yes, and they say they invented the taco pizza. I don't know if I can confirm that, but it is awesome, and I might have to get one tomorrow night. I don't know. There you go. (laughs) Awesome. Um. So mine's like a baseball theme here too, because you and I like. Like you're from St. Louis, I'm from Lansing, Michigan. You know, we got Detroit close by. Like big baseball areas, right? Like right. we love our baseball. I had the minor league team here, so I grew up going to Tiger games. And we were talking before we recorded tonight that I used to be a season ticket holder for our for our lug nuts, like our minor league team. And that was like at a young age, so I was spending all my time in the summer going to the ball games. And I love it when I'm at also Star Sports, which isn't very often, but. I like to request the home run in building because like you have the, the oh, it's all yes. baseball thing, right? You got the giant baseball bats. That pool is like shaped like a baseball diamond. And I think it's, correct me if I'm wrong. Is it like goofy? That's like on the pitcher's mound, I think, I think like it is. In, the, yeah, in the middle yeah, of the yeah. pool. Yeah. But then my favorite thing is like seeing all the logos, like 
the Tigers logo is like one is like the old school Detroit Tiger yep. logo, which like they don't hardly use anymore. So like it's like a flashback in time where like you see the old logos. Might there might even be a Montreal Expo logo yes. that's painted somewhere on that building too. So it's just the it takes me to a happy place in my childhood where like I used to score Tiger games at home and all this. Like I was just obsessed with like baseball and the Tigers. So when I'm going there, like I I just love to request that building because it just it just brings back so many good memories of baseball. Well, that too. And when you go to sports and I don't know how many people, again, I think some people just stay at sports because it's an all-star resort and it's a value resort and you're looking to save money. Or maybe you're like booked with a group that's staying there for cheer or dance or, you know, what, whatever. But I, one of our very first trips to Walt Disney World, again, we just went on a spur over Christmas, like the Christmas, the week between Christmas and New Year's, because we didn't have anything to do. We didn't know what we were mm-hmm. doing. We were just off school. We're like, let's drive down and go. We, the, we, Paige was little. Like, Paige was like seven in these pictures. But we're standing on our balcony. It's sports because, you know, they have the pennants that go around the buildings. Yes. So they're generic names for the most part, like Tigers, you know, and stuff like But there There's is like one. Big Green is yeah. one of them. But yeah, but you're right. Yeah, But see, the thing is, it's black and gold. So we claim that as a Missouri Tigers pennant, you know, but it could be anybody, you know. But, I mean, they do kind of match the colors because there was a Tigers that was like gold and purple. So that would obviously be LSU. So I like the way they, they gave it some thought without trying maybe to, I don't know if they had to like license it through the NCAA and they couldn't or something, but we claim those and it's kind of a fun game to go around and say, okay, where's your, where's your pennant? I love that kind of yeah. stuff though. Yeah. I love that too. Yeah. I think there's like the, cause I always claim the, the big green one, I think is what it is. And I always say that's Michigan state, but someone told me like, there's like a school that is like big green. So like, I couldn't remember what it was, but. I'm still going to roll with that. That's supposed to be Michigan State's pennant. But well, could it be? Too, I, love, I do the same too, thing as maybe, you. I love the pennants. Maybe it's Tulane, the Green Wave. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe it is. Who knows? Yeah. We'll go with we'll go with Michigan State. They're bigger. You beat them in football. Sure, why not? Okay. <laughs> Another thing. Now this is a new thing, and it's obviously a huge thing. But man, the first time I saw it, I was like, oh man, this is like a toy of mine that I that I loved when I was a kid, and I. It's one of those things, you know, how you wish now that you're, you know, an adult that you wish you had the toy from when you were a kid. I have no idea where this thing went from my childhood, but if I had it, it'd be worth a lot. I had like a, like a Kenner Millennium Falcon when I was a kid, I got it for my birthday when I was like 10 or something. And we, cause my buddy across the street, he had like all the little, I don't know how tall they are, but the like little action figures, he had like Luke and Darth Vader and he had Stormtrooper. I didn't have any of like little people, but I don't know, like for one birthday or something, I got the Millennium Falcon or Christmas. And that thing was the bomb. I just remember I, it was so cool because I wasn't expecting it because it was like expensive. But I got the Millennium Falcon and I played with that thing all the time. And I just like sit it on my dresser and just look at it. But with the first time I saw the Millennium Falcon when I went down to Galaxy's Edge, I was like, I, I couldn't believe it. Like, I mean, you know, it was, it was like, this is what I had on my dresser, but this is full scale. That is the real Falcon. And still to this day, when I see it, it doesn't just take me back to the Star Wars movies, which are a huge part of my childhood, but it brings me right back to thinking about like laying in my bed again on St. Daniel Lane, which we moved out of that house when I was between sixth and seventh grade. But it takes me back to, you know, my mind's eye back to that part of my childhood back, you know, pre sixth grade to that Millennium Falcon sitting on my dresser because I'd lay in bed and just think about the movies. Because, again, you got to remember back in those days, you didn't watch it. Like, it wasn't streaming. You didn't have, 
you know, access to watch Star Wars anytime you wanted, you know, you did, like eventually we had like a bootleg tape on VHS that you could watch it. But, you know, it was one of those things like you just had to kind of imagine the movie with the toys or with, you know, a book or something. And, you know, when I saw that in Galaxy's Edge, I was like, holy cow, there it is. Full scale. It, it still does to this day takes me yeah. back. So, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of jealous of that. Like, I don't have that, like, connection. Like, I never really like, had, like, toys or anything like that. Or, like, I I had, like, really weird interests as a child, I guess. <laughs> like, I don't know what it is. But, like, I get jealous when I hear a story like that. But that is so awesome. Like, it just, to, like, live in that moment to have that. that that's so great. I yeah. Like, that's like one of my things. What about you? What, nothing? Um, so, this is kind of a stretch. Like, um, I was not an adult. This does not remind me as being an adult. But I was, like, pretty close as a teen. But you know, some of my background with like me, like being a drummer or percussionist, like I just like as a child, like, or younger teenager, I was obsessed with drumline. Cause like, I just love playing snare and the tenors and all that. So every time I'm in Hollywood studios and I see those green army men, it just takes me back to those days where like I was in drumline and I just like obsessed over that. And I always say to Elizabeth, cause you know, we talk about this too, Mike, like what's going to be your retirement job at Walt Disney world. You know, we kind of joke about that. Like I always yep. say like, I'm either going to be, right driving a boat or a monorail or i'm gonna be a green army man just like drumming it out at hollywood studios like it's just i don't know why like i just like i always have to stop what i'm doing when i see them in toy story land or whatever like i, I just love watching like drumming and it's just not even them like i see it with the jamminer the jaminators i think is what they're called like at epcot um where they're banging on the trash cans and all that i just it just it just takes me back to a time where like i just I was so happy. Like I thought I was like the coolest guy in the world. Cause I could play the drums really good. And I, I just, I just love seeing that. So I will say one of the coolest things that I've seen, was I not running with you or something when you jumped in with the Jaminators during a race and started playing with them? You, you saw a video. You weren't with me. Okay. Was, the Cause dude, me you were, yeah. Cause I was like, dude, you like rocked out with them. And I think you shocked them. Cause like you grabbed, I, I don't, do they play with, were they real drumsticks? Cause I mean, everything yeah, they yeah, they had is like not sitting real. out on like okay. a trash can or something. Because I, yeah. yeah Cause they, I know they don't use drums. They use like just stuff. So I didn't yeah. know if they use like, like rakes or something. I don't know what they use for drumsticks, but like you, you jumped in, you're like, like you were just a member of the band. I was like, Holy cow. Look at this. It was, that's one of the coolest things. So I think, you know, it's like when a guest jumps in and shocks them, like the, you know, can all the, yeah, there's a reaction from what you can see the, one of the families <laughs> in the so background cool. kind of like, Whoa, <laughs> like, yeah. that was awesome. I love it. I love that. That was awesome. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. so here's another thing. And mine's also in uh, the studios. My next thing is it's in toy story land next to galaxy's edge, another new addition, but it's those big Christmas lights that they have hanging, you know, draped over the whole land. Those are the exact lights that we hung as a kid it my again on saint daniel this was again pre-sixth grade my first house that i grew up in but i mean this is kind of what everybody had back in that era this is kind of the late 70s early 80s this is before led lights and all that stuff and nobody had icicle lights back then you know nobody had the little bulbs because my wife loves my this is where we don't argue but we have a disagreement on aesthetics she loves the little bulbs and she loves the white lights and she likes the icicle lights not me. I want to go. I'm retro. I want to go back to what I had as a kid. I like the big bulbs. I don't want a pattern. I just want a random bunch of colors. I want them to look like Toy Story Land because that's what I had when I was a kid. I want the ones that get hotter than anything. And she's like, that's not safe. It probably wasn't. But our house never burned down when I was a kid. It was fine. They probably used a ton of energy. I don't care. They look cool. But those lights are what we had in our house. And what I remember again, I guess I spent a lot of time in my room when I was a kid. I, I should probably go 
to therapy or something about this, but I just remember like on cold winter nights, you know, between like Thanksgiving and New Year's, because that's when the Christmas lights were up, especially when there was like snow or something hanging off the roof. Like, I just remember how I loved going to sleep at night with the glow of the Christmas lights, like kind of illuminating my bedroom. And I just remember like when my dad would take down the Christmas lights after New Year's, like how cold it felt in my bedroom. Like it was just that warm glow of Christmas was missing and it just made January all the worse. Like it was just terrible. But I just, you know, those were the lights and still that, that touch when I went into Toy Story Land for the very first time at night and I saw those lights, I was like, that is my childhood right there. That aesthetic is that's what we had. And I love that. Yeah. So yeah, those are, those I, are so I nice. love those lights too. Like that's what I grew up with too. And what's funny is like my parents for years always got a real tree, you know? And like for being like an adult now, like I can never do that, man. There's so much work. You got to yeah, like totally. water it all the time and all that, you know, like, but they would always get a real tree and they would just put those lights all over like the, the Christmas tree. I mean, they put those lights over the Christmas tree. And then um, they, my parents finally gave up and got like a artificial tree. That was pre-lit, but my dad didn't care. That was pre-lit. He still hung those lights on the pre-lit tree. Like <laughs> he just used those lights as long as he could because he loved them. Yeah. So much. Hey, and whatever like, it takes, man. You just gotta yeah. be practical. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was so great. But, but yeah, I, I love those lights. Um, for me, like another thing that takes me back to my childhood. You and it, I'm still like this today, as you know, like with my golfing and all that. But like, like. I, I call it mini golf because the game is really mini golf, but like for us at a young age, it was just called putt putt, right? Because yeah, you remember totally. the putt putts. Oh yeah, because like, yeah, my my grandpa's buddy owned our putt putt in St. Louis. I got to yeah. play for free all through my childhood. Dude, that's all me and my brother did. Like we had on Wednesdays, I think it was called like Wacky Wednesday or something, because our putt putt had three different courses, and it had like a little arcade too, tying yep. it back to the arcade. But I think it was like for seven dollars, Mike. It was like unlimited putt putt. You got like a hot dog and a soda and then like 10 tokens in the arcade or something. So we went there every Wednesday and that's all we did was just, we would have had like hundreds of like golf tournaments over the summer playing putt-putt. So like when I'm at Walt Disney World, it's, it's particular like the Winter Wonderland, like, cause those courses feel more like putt-puttish to me mm-hmm. than like the ones at Fantasia Gardens. Yeah. But I just think back on like all those days where like me and my brother, Bob, maybe we would just, that's why I want to get my brother to Walt Disney World. Cause I keep talking about these memories with him, like the big wheel like the arcades, like he would like it. I think if I showed him like these things, it, it would just take him back to our childhood. But I just love playing like the mini golf. Cause it just takes me back to those old putt putt days. And man, I miss putt putt. I'm just talking about it right now. So I, you totally got me off track. Cause I think I got to do a Mike in the Midwest episode about our putt putt because our putt putt had four courses and it had a bunch of oh, other really? stuff. So yeah, it was a big putt putt. Um, God, they, they, they like knocked it over and just like redid an intersection on top of it. And it's so sad because it was the best, but yeah. yeah, I think, I think of Mike in the Midwest episode, cause we had a lot of, and you I, know, spent, funny, I spent so much time there. Cause like I said, my grandpa knew the owners. So like my grandpa go up and just hang out with his buddy. And like, I had, I had like this pass and I could do anything I wanted. I just showed it to all the workers and I just got on the go-karts or the big slide or the batting cages or whatever. It was awesome. I could put, yeah. you know, all the courses. What's funny is, um, so in Port Austin, Michigan, it's like the tip of the thumb. So it's over <laughs> by Port Huron. So if you look at the state of Michigan, it's the tip of the thumb is kind of what they call it, but it's Port Austin. You know who lives really close there is Vic and Nicole from Big Brother. Oh, they yeah. live like, oh, like, like 20 wet, minutes Wibbly from there. or something like that. Ugly. Ugly, yeah. right? Yeah, and that's yeah. really close okay, to Port yeah. Austin yeah. there. 
they have it's not called a putt putt, but it is straight up an old school putt putt course. It's like with called, the like, orange rails and everything. Yeah, it has score, the orange rails, the score, so they're like so the, rusty the and like yeah. nasty. Yeah, I'll send you a photo of it after we're done recording. But like, I played that course like last year. Like, like I think it's got to be a tradition for me now to go there every year because like it's like the only putt putt that I know that exists anymore, and it's just so fun like playing it. They only had one course though, so. Yeah. When that happened, I was thought oh, maybe ours was special. They have three, but now you just topped it with four. No, that's we had all, yeah, so we awesome. had four because you could, there was two on each side of like the place where you got your putters and your balls. Like yeah. you could go left or right, and there were like you know one was that way, yeah. one was. Did that you have way. a course that just felt tougher than the others? Because like when we would do our tournaments, like we would make sure like that was like the last round, like the the harder course, you know. But I don't remember. I mean, because I really, to be honest, because I was like you know like ten. I was there for the yeah. go-karts. Like I wanted to drive the go-karts. Well, I'm like, this is going to be a Mike in the Midwest episode. So I'm just saying, you know, patreon.com slash BR guest podcast. You'll get it. This is going to be fun because in the batting cages, I spent forever at the batting cages, but okay. So here's my other thing. So the Skyliner takes me back to my childhood because it are six flags. When I was a kid, we had the sky buckets. Now, unfortunately there was an accident with the sky buckets where some people were killed because one of the buckets came off the cable and like, fell i just remember that when i was you know younger so they took the sky buckets out of our six flags but man when i was a kid that was like my favorite ride at six flags i mean because it was basically if you think about it it was like the people mover of of six flags i mean that and the train we had a train too just like you know kind of like at uh walt disney world but you know for somebody who wasn't a big thrill seeker as a kid i liked the log ride which was kind of like splash mountain but you know no decorations you were just going like in a flume you went up one big hill and down, you know, Six Flags isn't that exciting in Missouri, but you know, you'd ride the sky buckets and that was exciting. But the, the Skyliner is like that only it's like, the, it's like riding a Cadillac compared to our sky buckets. Cause right. they were open air. They only held like five people and you know, they weren't super safe obviously. But when I ride the Skyliner today, it takes me back to those days of being, you know, five or six and, you know, just soaring over stuff and, and seeing stuff right. from that perspective. So that's kind of a quick one. I'm a piece of paper right here, Mike. It says Skyliner. That was one. <laughs> Sorry about that. I mean, we have not talked. We have not talked. Yeah. So you went to Six Flags. So like I said earlier, like I didn't, we didn't do a whole lot of traveling when I was a kid, but Cedar Point in Ohio, Sandusky, Ohio is like where we went every year, like the big roller coaster place. And I just have so many great memories of riding. Like it was called like the Midway Sky Ride or whatever. It was like, I don't think you've ever been to Cedar Point, but it's like the way it is, like you're, you got this middle area of the part they call it the midway and it would take you from one end to the other and my dad is like kind of afraid of heights but he would always go on it with us <laughs> but i don't know if yours in six flags but it had like this big like black poster pole like right in the middle of the seats and he would just always hold on tight to those things like and like i don't know if it was like to scare me a little bit to like kind of be funny probably a little, little bit of both he's like i'm not letting go of this thing in case of it falls off this like little wire or whatever so I kid you not, like when I'm on the Skyliner, I think of that all the time. I imagine like this big like black post. Sometimes I'll like imagine like I'm holding something like that's invisible because I just think of my dad like trying to scare us all the time with that. And you're right. It's like the Cadillac version of the right. the old Skyride is the Skyliner, man. It's so awesome. But yeah, like I told that takes me back to those early vacations going to the amusement parks for sure. It is funny, though, how we have... You know, I think you and I are very similar in that when we were coming up, you know, we, we, our parents gave us experiences, but we didn't have many experiences. Like Emily has had, 
exponentially more experiences than you did as a kid, right? Mallory oh, and yeah. Paige exponentially more experiences than I had. You know, like like I've said many times on the show, we went on one vacation until I went on went to college. Like we went just down to see the Phillies one year to, for spring training, and that was it. You know, other than going to Six Flags, that was it. I mean, we never went on vacation. And you know, Mallory's been so many times, Paige, but that's what you do as a parent. And it's it's fun though because when you look back now, those experiences that we had, as minor as they were, and as but that they were fun. Like we appreciated them. You know, yeah. going to the small like putt putt, like that was a for big sure. deal. You know, going to the bowling alley, you know, stuff like that. Arcades. Yeah. Fun. Yeah, okay, give sure. us one more. This, this is good. My other one that I had listed, Mike, was just um for, for fireworks, you know, and it just, I remember like just in town, I mean, it's kind of like the Skyliner, right? Like nothing matches Disney fireworks at any level, but some of my best memories were, I mean, you talked about it, I think on Wednesday show, like, like just doing like fireworks in your own town, you know, like in your neighborhood, like we were like the house that people came to, right. Mm. You know, like, Oh man, we got to go to the gardeners, man. They're going to like light stuff <laughs> up tonight, you know? Like, so like, it was like a cool moment for me, like have like neighborhood kids come over to our house to like, to watch like the gardener fireworks show. They would sit like a couple houses down on the curb and we'll just watch our show, you know? And I mean, not, not anywhere close to Walt Disney world level. Right. But like, I just associate like fireworks with like the 4th of July or like with those memories. And every time I see those fireworks, I'm just like one, I think like, man, I'm ruined for any other fireworks show on the planet because they do such an awesome job at Walt Disney world. But it takes me back to those early memories, like with my dad and my mom, like and my brother and like the neighborhood kids just watching the fireworks, man. It's just, just a cool memory for me. I agree. And I mean, I hope today's show maybe got you going down the path to thinking about what you connect to. Cause it could be totally something different. You know, it could be something over at French quarter. It could be something, you know, at Disney Springs or something over at animal kingdom park that, that really you see, you know, that maybe that bicycle in Harambe has a connection to some trip you took as a child, you know, over in Asia or, you know, or Africa or somewhere. That'd be great. I just wonder, you know, as we, you know, as parents of girls about the same age, like, what do you think Emily and Mallory and Paige will have? You know, if we if they sat down and did this show 20 years down the line, you know, like, what would their connections be? That's going to be that interesting. Wild? Yeah. Yeah. It is wild to think. It'll probably be Frozen. I, I remember when Frozen came out and like, I don't know, like probably tie, tie more to IPs, I guess. Right? Pro I probably that. right. But I mean, do you, th it, it, you know, it, we have actually experienced some things that are so wild that are in the recent past. Like, do you remember that summer? I think you were there like when they had that frozen summer at the studios where you oh, got yeah, like the, yeah. the, the Olaf like on a stick and you would take them around and it was like a social media thing. And then the, the, still one of the best fireworks shows I've ever been to was that frozen fireworks show yeah. where they made it snow on uh, Hollywood Boulevard. That God, that was the best. I, I'm glad you brought that up. That, I, Dude, the frozen I, summer was, was unbelievable because like there was like the, the ice skating or whatever they had. Yes. That, like, ice. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. It was like, do you want to build a snowman or whatever? That's what it was. Or like, it was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Or waiting 16 hours to see Anna and Elsa. Like, oh, right when they first man. Yes. I, I just remember like you'd see kids from, from Florida that had never seen snow, obviously, like because they had the little mini ice rink that was like teeny tiny and like they could only have maybe 50 people on it at once. And so like, you know, you'd wait forever, get your skates, you would go out there, but then they'd shave the ice with like a mini Zamboni. And what they would do is take the ice shavings and call that snow. And like so like other kids could play with the shavings and they call that want to build a snowman. 
but you see the kids from Florida playing with that stuff, like with no gloves on, they're probably getting frostbite, right? Like we know, cause we're from Northern climates. Like you can only play with that stuff for so long and it burns your hands. You get frostbite. Those kids didn't play. They, they had no idea. Like they were just living it up, man. Their hands were so red. I, I kept telling my wife, like, this is not safe. Like these kids don't even know, like they're, they're going to get frostbite. Like they, they've never right. seen snow, but it was one of the wild, that was such a fun summer and like star Wars summers where they had star Wars fireworks at night. Yeah. Dude, the star oh. Wars. I mean, I know we're like really off topic here. We are, but, like, but I mean, this is something dude, hopefully people will remember. I, have, I, I still have like a video at least that I recorded of those, like right from like Hollywood, like Boulevard, like it is a sweet video. And like, I loved those, man. They were so, cause like you put the star Wars fireworks. I mean, the star Wars music to fireworks. Like, I mean, I was a wreck at the end of that. Cause like, there's so many like, like upbeat songs. Then you play like the Layla theme. Like it gets you like kind of emotional. You're like, that was like one of the coolest shows ever. I was, oh, dude, I choked up on that firework show. Every time Han would say it's real, all of it. Or no, it's true. I thought it was Chewy, we're home. Chewy, we're home. Well, that, but the part where he said it's true, all of it. Or yeah, but when he said we're home too, dude, I was like, oh, kill me. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. off topic, but that's what we do. I mean, we just, we're here to talk. It's the weekend. Let's it go. It's the weekend. So play the GIF, put it on Twitter. Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, the, the weekend. weekend. <laughs> there you go. All right. We're going to get out of here. We'll be back again Sunday night. We'll probably have a call on show. So just watch Twitter. It. I'll be there probably. But, uh, you know, if not, it's Father's Day. So understand. That's kind of how that is. But uh, if not, we have all the podcasts, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So join us for that. Of course, give Scott a follow at Epscott, E-P-S-C-O-T. I'm at Be Our Guest Mike. We'd love to talk to you on the social media, Instagram, and Twitter. And don't forget, our shows are brought to you by The Magic for Less Travel. So check them out today over at themagicforless.com. We'd love to help you plan your next Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, or Adventures by Disney Vacation. Just swing by the website, fill out the free no-obligation quote form. We'll take care of you from there for no additional cost to you. So check them out today over at themagicforless.com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link when you shop online. That one extra click supports everything we do throughout the year. It's beourguestpodcast.com slash Amazon. And thank you to our patrons. You guys support everything we do here on the show you allow us to put these shows out so many times every week. You know, most shows do one show a week or one show every couple. Nah, we do a bunch. And it's because you guys give us the support. So thank you so much for that. And our patrons get that bonus show called Mike in the Midwest. So check it out. Patreon.com slash Be Our Guest Podcast. All right, time to get out of here because the weekend has spoken. And it is here and we're going to have a good time. And we are getting ready for the Be Our Guest Podcast cruise coming up in just over two weeks. And we'll be on the Disney wish together. So I can't wait for that. So Scott, thanks for the great shows this week. We appreciate you. Have a good one. Have a good one, Mike. Happy, happy Father's Day to you. Happy, yeah, happy early Father's yep, Day. Yep. And happy Father's Day to all the Disney dads out there. Hopefully you get lots of Disney gift cards, lots of Disney neckties, socks. Maybe Disney golf head covers for your drivers, you know, for, yes. for golf. Yeah. Who knows? I mean, whatever it takes. Endless exactly. possibilities. So true. <laughs> All right, we're going to get out of here. Have a great weekend, everybody. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you real soon. You've been listening to the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. If you have questions, comments, or would like to be a guest on the show, please visit our website at BeOurGuestPodcast.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you real soon.